the Eason Book Club on the Pat Kenny Show, sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. Well, now it's time for our Eason Book Club, and we chose The Disappearance of Stephanie Mailer by Joel Dicker. What did our panel think of the book? Well, joining us on the line, Claudia Carroll, Stephanie Preisner, and Keith Walsh. Good morning and welcome. Uh, Keith, you selected this, did you not? I certainly did, Pat, and I'm going to start off by saying uh, sorry, everybody. This is a big book with small writing. Uh, this was, uh, so there's a lot of work in it. Um, now, let, let me say this. Yeah, Before you yeah. continue, <laughs> I am on page 499 out of 540 pages, so no spoilers, please, because yeah, I haven't I'm, got to the, the denouement yet. Yeah, anyway, tell bad. us about that's the book. Going. So, so basically, it's set in a small, it's, the book is set in a small town. The story happens uh, around, it starts kind of at opening night of the Orphea Theatre Festival. And uh, it was the day, was, that was the day that this lady was shot, this lady Megan Padlin was shot. And also uh, the mayor of the town's whole family were murdered. That whole episode and uh, case was solved by this guy, Jesse Rosenberg, this copper, he's a captain, uh, 20 years ago. This is back in 1994, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And the, so, and the action is uh, 20 years later, basically. Yeah, we meet them 20 years later. He's Jesse Rosenberg, Captain Jesse Rosenberg. He's only 45. He's decided to retire. And every, he's a bit of a celebrity for solving this big case. But this woman turns up, Stephanie Mailer. She's a journalist. She reckons he's got it wrong. She turns up at his retirement to tell him that she thinks he got it wrong. And then she goes missing. What's happened to her? What's going on? He's He doesn't quite retire. He gets back involved. The case is reopened. And it's all set at... Uh, to the background of this theatre festival that it's in is in its uh, whatever 20 something year uh, and that's they're trying to put the theatre festival on they've no play there's, there's, there's this investigation going on this is a kitchen sink book as in everything plus the kitchen sink is thrown at it it's, you, you need a mind map to know what's going on yeah. there's so now, many in different in fairness stories. to Joel Dicker he puts a dramatis personae uh, at the very end of the book on page 541 so that if you get a bit confused about the characters you can refer quickly back oh yeah uh, Megan is this character yeah. or who, who, yeah. the, so that is, I found that was handy because you can't sit down and read this in one sitting you do have to come back to it again and again because it's so big and so long. Uh, okay, we'll pause you there, uh, Keith, and ask uh, Claudia, what did you make of the book? Well, do you know, Pat, before I came on the show this morning, I was torn between should I be nice or should I be honest? So I'll be a bit of both if that's okay. Um, it's, the book is marketed as crime, as thriller. But crime and thriller books uh, t- tend to be very lean, very taut, um, nothing superfluous and quite short. Like, they're, you know, they grip you, they hold you. They're single sitting read books. This is more like a soap opera. It's very well written. Um, it is a page turner, but it's uh, Joel Dicker peoples an entire town, the town of Orfea in the Hamptons. So we're in very shishi, very kind of swanky territory here. The theatre festival is the highlight of these very cultured citizens' year, and that very much forms the background to the plot. But to be honest, I found it more like a soap opera than a thriller, um, which is not a bad thing, but it's, you could not call this fast-paced there's a lot of tangents. We disappear down a lot of rabbit holes. There's, uh, there, it's more, we, we revisit the case that has happened in 1994, 
where a jogger was killed along with um, the town mayor, his wife and son. And Jesse Rosenberg, who's kind of uh, nicknamed Captain 100% on the force, who at the time in 1994 is young, hotshot, new detective on the case, big break for him. And he solves it with his partner, Derek Scott. And they get the guy, everyone happy, justice is done. Flash forward 20 years and Stephanie Mailer, who disappears, it's her disappearance that we're investigating, comes to Jesse's retirement party and says, yeah, I'm not going to call you Captain 100% the way everyone else does. I'm going to call you Captain 99% because you missed vital evidence back 20 years ago and you got the wrong guy. So he's horrified at this. And that particular day, literally that day, Stephanie Mailer disappears. So her last, the last sighting of her is at his retirement. So we've got two mysteries for the price of one here. But I found myself constantly having to refer back through the timelines, through the dramatic, the, the person a dramatis, and all of that, trying to remember who was who, what was what, what was going on. Um, Orfea on the surface seems like a very sleepy town, but when we go deeper, there's a huge amount behind the surface. Um, it does hold you. It, it's a book that I would recommend, but with provisos. And I do think it's more like a very long soap opera than a thriller. Let's get um, Stephanie's view on the book. Now, um, the, the author, Joel Dicker, came to prominence with the truth about the Harry Colbert affair, uh, or Colbert. You can, he says you can pronounce it either way, because uh, I talked to Joel Dicker uh, at the time of the publication of that book. Um, what did you make of it? So, like, the cover of the book has all those awards and accolades and everything on it, and, it, you know, it sets up to be a very promising book. But this, this book, the very scale of it, the size of it speaks to the effort and commitment that he put into it. I hate not being able to praise this book. I really tried. It is great if you're an insomniac. I don't know that books should come with dramatist personae. Like if you can't keep track of the story, maybe there's another way of doing it. But it's just extraordinary in its busyness. Stuff happens on every page. Action, death, destruction, arson, water torture, blackmail, corruption. It's so busy. It has stabbings, shootings, hangings, drownings, motorcyclists being driven into trees. Like it's just bananas. And it, I, I, I honestly tried reading it though was like, even that all sounds really exciting, but reading this book was like wading through wet cement. I was cursing Keith every single night. Like I can't believe I have to keep reading this book because Keith chose it. I couldn't even skip forward. I tried once and I had to go right back because I got even more confused. And I didn't fall in love with any of the characters and the parents and the grandparents are uniformly awful. I just, I really struggled with this one. Now I have to say, Pat. Yeah. Um, One of the issues with it is that it goes back in time uh, frequently because you're going between 2014 and uh, 1994, but also you're getting different voices all the time, that you get a chapter uh, which is written by uh, Jesse Rosenberg's voice and then maybe a chapter written by his partner, then uh, a chapter written by uh, the female police officer and various other, pretty much everybody in the book. Um, is given the opportunity to to write a little episode themselves and that that can be hard work it i think it's hard work and i don't think that you it allows you to connect to any of the characters 
like in a, in a in any sort of true sense there's also like some questionable stuff about um guys saying to women like if you if you keep going the way you're going you're going to end up completely alone this is said to a couple of women in the book it's uh i mean also the way that it counts down you know 18 weeks previously 17 weeks previously 16 weeks previously it's like there's a reason that people usually only count down three two one you know by the time you get to it it's like oh come on <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm still finishing it. I've got uh, 40 pages to go and I haven't got to the the denouement, as I, as I said. But I would suggest to people, because I'm enjoying it in maybe with some difficulty, but I am enjoying it. If I had time, if I was going to be sitting by a pool or in a garden for a, a week or two, I'd recommend this. What do you oh, think? Yeah. You're definitely getting uh, ultimately. Value money. Yeah. I All think, right, um, I, th- I don't think I w- it's a binge read. I think it's a, it's like, it's kind of like a Netflix series, but don't binge it. Give yourself, you know, do it, do it in, a, in, in, give yourself, you know, do it in mouthfuls. And, uh, but it is a soap opera and it like, it would work great on Netflix, I think. Uh, but it's like, it's building up to this big, you know, whatever opening night, whatever. I don't want to give too much away. And it's going to be like, it's like this person that's getting married on EastEnders on Christmas day and you just know something bad's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, your verdict then finally, Claudia? I tend to follow character in a book. I think plots come and go, but character is what grips me just as a reader. And I'm wondering, am I the only one? I found the characters in this a little bit cliched, a little bit pastiche. We've got the hotshot senior cop about to retire who gets one huge last case a week before he retires. We've the young female detective who's desperately trying to fit in into a small town's force and finds that a lot of members senior to to her and men, largely, are very unaccepting of a woman. Um, We've a middle-aged man who's cheating with his secretary, an ambitious reporter who is sort of risking her life and limb for a story. I just, I found them all a little bit cliched. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that they're not fleshed out really in yeah, the personality it's sense, quite uh, and for me, perhaps on, on on telly in a series, you'd get more of it because a picture is worth a thousand words. By the way, it is translated from the French by Howard Curtis, so maybe a lot is lost in translation. Possibly, yeah. Although it's a good translation, and shout out to Howard Curtis because the translator generally doesn't get a look in. Yeah, well, he's given uh, credit inside the book. Anyway, it's called The Disappearance of Stephanie Mailer by Joel Dicker and uh, mixed reviews from our panel. Now, Claudia, it's your turn to pick the next book. (laughs) So (laughs) proceed at your peril. I'll just give you the titles at the moment, but I will read out the more detailed uh, accounts of the books for our our listeners. And then you can make uh, your decision over the weekend. So the first one is When I Was Ten by Fiona Cummins. The Summer Job by Lizzie Dent. Uh, You Love Me by Caroline Kepnes and The Book of Lost Names by Kristen Harmel. And uh, I'll fill you in with, as I say, all the chapter and verse of those titles and fill our listeners in as well. And we'll hear from Claudia after the weekend as to what she has chosen. So my thanks to our Eastern Book Club panellists, Claudia Carroll, Keith Walsh and Stephanie Preisner. (laughs) 